0: We certainly want to thank the Lord for letting us be in his house again tonight. Thank God for this great crowd that's come. We appreciate the Lima Church for being here, but we especially appreciate all our visitors and our sister churches and preaching brethren for being here. And as we've been announcing and uh, we've been excited about it, we told you that we'd ask our preaching brother Larry Head if he'd come be with us and preach for us. And uh, we've been excited about him coming. And and I thank the Lord. Uh, When I've talked to him, he said he's excited about being here. And so we appreciate Larry and Vicky. Larry and Vicky had just uh, dear friends of ours and uh, precious to us on our journey, and we thank the Lord for them. Glad they're here tonight. Glad everybody's here tonight. And uh, uh, it doesn't really explain the depth of what I feel about this service. Just to say I'm excited. I'm truly excited. But uh, it goes beyond that. I, don't, I just feel real special about this meeting tonight. And uh, have Scripture like to share an opening. Uh, the Sadducees had been asking Jesus some questions and of course he had the answers and he still has the answers but down here in the, the 12th chapter of Mark in verse 28 and one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well ask him which is the first commandment of all and Jesus answered him the first of all the commandments is hear O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is uh, like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandments greater than these. And so we would encourage you tonight, listen to what God says and and obey the Lord. If you'll do that, uh, boy, you talk about things going good for you and you feel joy down in your soul, that's the way we get that. So let's all stand for just a moment, if you would. As we bow our heads in reverence prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for letting us come to your house again. God, we thank you for each one that's gathered here tonight. And, God, uh, Lord, I know you know every mind and every heart and every purpose and every need. And, God, I just pray for this service that you just give us a great double portion of your Holy Spirit. Just help us to have a meeting that calls heaven to rejoice tonight, God. We just ask you to help us get ourselves out of the way and get our hearts humble and move in the kingdom. And God, just bless this service tonight. We ask you these things, and we praise your holy name in Jesus' name. And amen. You be seated, and we turn the service over to Brother Taylor and the choir. Page 272.
1: Just stopping by on my way home. Yeah. Uh, those lights. One of these days, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to that light. And uh, yeah. God's gonna take my hand. He's gonna help me across Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I ain't got nothing to be scared of. Uh, I was reading earlier in the week, it said we'd rather be with the Lord than in this body. And uh, I'm thankful I got something more than what's here on this earth to offer me. Uh, my Savior came down and he died for me one time. It's just a little eight-year-old eight boy, I said, uh, as he was hanging on the cross. Uh, he had me on his mind, and I'm just thankful uh, thankful to be here. And I'm just, I'll just turn back over to your pastor at this point. That's all I got.
0: Well, I thank the Lord for the good singing and the good testifying, opening up. I, most of you probably know that young man, I asked if he had anything on his heart. That's, uh, that's Stone Hunter. That's, uh, that's our grandson. And uh, uh got another grandson named Slate sitting right beside of him there. And uh, I appreciate uh, uh, Stone and Kaylee and uh, their new little feller Riker, our great-grandson at your But I, I was sitting there and I, uh, God really put it on my heart and I thought I need to ask Stone if he got something to say and boy I'm glad he come because I really felt that that's powerful and uh, just uh, not too long back just uh, a few weeks ago God put on Stone's heart and he announced he's called to preach and uh, if I hadn't already known that even before he did that I'd know it after he moved the way he did tonight good to be in the Lord's house good to hear him sing them songs about going home Well, I'm telling you, I'm glad we got a home to go to. And I'm like Stone said, I'm glad I know I'm going. I'm not afraid. I I don't have to figure out how to get there. Uh, I've already got it fixed, and the Lord fixed it for me. Let's all stand for just a little bit. Good to be in God's house tonight. Everybody's got unspoken requests. Just raise your hand tonight. Amen. Thank the Lord. Now, if you've got a prayer request or a testimony on your heart, follow the Lord. Anybody. Amen. Remember her. My goodness. Amen. We already got it. Yeah. God it more of it. Amen. Brother Bill said, pray for convictions. We already got it, but we'll just pray for God just keep giving us more of it. Well, you can feel it tonight. And I'll just be this plain. There's folks here I've got on my heart tonight. And I've got a longing to see you get saved. And uh, probably some here needs to rededicate their lives too. Uh, God knows everybody's need and He can supply everybody's need. We just need to obey the Lord. Not sure like the way this meeting started out. It's man, it's full of spirit, and let's just pray and keep obeying the Lord and doing what we need to do and, and God's blessing. Anybody else got a prayer request tonight? Anyone else? Let's pray for Brother Larry Head tonight when he comes to preach here in a little while. That hey, God just give him a, just a double portion. Bless his heart. Pray for the young people while they come. Hey, God's on their heart to sing. And why we'll appreciate them for following the Lord? And when you know when we need to do things that the Lord wants us to do? Whenever He wants us to do them. That's just exactly right. And, uh, boy, I thank God. Let's pray for our young people. It blesses my heart to see them coming to sing. And now, Bill has already said we've got a lot of conviction already, and we're praying for even more. And I'm looking forward. I mean, I'm I'm thrilled in my heart at the prospect of hearing uh, Preacher Larry Head preach. But if you feel like coming to the altar while they're singing, it won't bother Larry or me or anybody else around here. If the Lord's calling you, you can come. But so you really, really pray tonight. But there's nothing more
1: important than the service tonight. Amen. There's nothing more important right. than the lost people at this service tonight. Right. And those who need to get back in church and follow the Lord. Amen. It's
2: extremely, extremely important. Yeah. You can do nothing
1: better to start your year off yeah. than to move Amen. for the Lord tonight.
0: Yeah. And so I, I encourage you strongly, forget about what everybody else thinks, and just follow the Lord. Hey Amen. That's good, Jeremy. Praise the Lord. Pray, church.
3: The sun to shine, Lord. Without me, you can call the dead to rise. Right. Lord, without me, you can make the blind to see, and you can tell the mountains to be cast into the sea. Oh,
0: wonderful singing. Thank the Lord. Glad we don't have to be without him. anyone else have anything before we pray. If not, we won't go forward to prayer. We'll ask Brother Brent over here and Brother Chris over here to lead us. That's powerful. I appreciate that singing. I uh, thank the Lord. I appreciate and thank the Lord for stone and what God gave him to say, and that blessed my heart, and the singing blessed my heart. And good to be in God's house tonight. I declare what a what a great time to be in the house of the Lord. Now, wonder if anybody got a song on your heart tonight. Uh, somebody else feels like singing. you welcome to do that if you feel like that. I, I need to tell this, so while I'm waiting on singing... We got a lot of folks, as great a crowd as we got, and we got a great crowd, but we got a lot of folks that's out that can't come because they're sick. And Blaine called me this afternoon. Becky's sick, and I don't know that she ever had a positive COVID test or not, but she's got all the symptoms of having COVID. Blaine said, I just, uh, you know, of course, obviously she couldn't come. He said, I can't afford to come just in case she might have it. And he said, I just wanting to be there so bad. I just wanting to be in that service, and uh, I wanted to hear Brother Larry preach. And he said, You tell Larry, but said I, I'd hope that everybody would find out. I just I just can't come. So I said, I'll tell them, buddy. If I don't forget, I'll tell them. But I'm glad to be here tonight. And so let's pray for those that can't come, uh, a lot of them. But let's pray for this service tonight. I liked what Jeremy said, a lot of things to pray for, but nothing more important than to pray for them that's lost if that they get saved tonight. So anybody else got something on your heart? Got a song to sing? If you do, uh, feel free and come and honor God and obey the Lord. Let's pray for them.
4: high tower. He's the light in the dark hour. Without him, well, how could I see? And he is closer than a brother. Above him, there's no other. Without him, where would I be? Oh, Jesus, What a friend is he, for he is the
5: rock upon which I I stand. He's the present help in time of need. When this whole world has left me all alone,
4: That's when I
5: can feel him walking, he's right by me. And when everyone walks out, that's when he walks in. Proving once again that he's my dearest friend. And he promised he would go with me always. Until the end.
4: Just as long as this world stands, he promised he would hold my hand and that I would never walk alone. And he said he would go with me always. Through good times and through hard days, he would be my friend and my guide. Oh, Jesus, he's the best friend in my life, for he he is the
5: rock upon which I stand. He's the present help help in time of need. When this whole world has left me all alone
4: That's when I can
5: feel him walking,
4: he's right by me
5: And when everyone walks out, that's when he walks in Proving once again that he's my dearest friend And he promised he would go with me always, even
4: till
5: the end.
4: And when everyone walks out,
5: that's when he walks in, proving once again that he's my dearest friend. And he promised he would. Go with me always, even till the end. Good song. Thank
0: the Lord. It's a good sing. Anybody else have a song on your heart? you are good to be here good spirit just keep praying listen hear what the Lord says and obey the Lord keep praying it's my privilege my honor to turn this service over to my preaching brother and friend Glory Head come on brother
1: was thinking while I was sitting there listening to this wonderful wonderful singing and when I say wonderful I I don't necessarily mean that it's good to these ears uh, though it was but it's good when it touches the ears of your heart and uh, I've, I've been blessed and I appreciate the privilege of being back to Lima Church I've uh, thought about you often, watched you some, prayed for you, Pastor, prayed for you. I appreciate God giving us the privilege of being here today. And I will say this, uh, I'll try to be brief because I know you want to go home and watch Michigan beat Georgia. And all the God's children said. <laughs> now you've got to cut me some slack. You've whipped us for so many years. Now I get my foolishness off to the side and try to get as serious as I know how to be. I- I'm honored to be here today. And I'm honored to carry this word. And I got to thinking, and I understand why we do this, but it's—we we could have had an altar full during the singing. Because, but, but what we'll do is we'll say, well, Larry drove, Vicky drove, and uh, they drove an hour and a half, two hours to get here, and uh, so we should wait for the preaching. Don't ever wait for anything but the Lord. And if he moves, let's move. And if we'll do that, we'll be able to go out of this place tonight knowing that we've been to church. If you have your Bibles, let me invite you uh, to the ninth chapter of the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 9. About three days, maybe two, before uh, Terry called and asked if I'd come here, Uh, I remember I was shaving, looking into the mirror and God put this meeting on my heart and uh, so I thought, well Lord if that be your will obviously he needs to call and he did and I I suspect a few hours after our telephone conversation uh, God laid this scripture on my heart And and that's probably been about three weeks I would guess, something like that and uh, I kept asking the Lord maybe this is for lakeside and God kept saying just put the burden there and he'd give me something else for lakeside Uh, but if you would not out of any respect for me but for the Lord if you're able could I ask you to stand while I read God's word to us tonight I'm going to start in the first verse of Proverbs chapter 9 wisdom wisdom Hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. She hath killed her beasts. She hath mingled her wine. She hath also furnished her table. She hath sent forth her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding she saith to him come eat of my bread and drink of the wine which i have mingled thank you you can be seated i'm not much one for titling a message though they ask at church a lot Uh, but if i were to title this tonight I'd like to share for just a few minutes on the seven pillars of the church. The seven pillars of the church. Now, I'm sure you know all of this, but uh, for the sake of clarity and so that we can kind of come together, a pillar is a is a part of the foundation. In fact, it's the strongest part of a foundation. And a pillar, uh, typically back in biblical days, was a tall structure that was probably squared. Part of that went down under the earth. And the other part of it was above the ground. Now, what was above the ground had no power, no strength, unless it was founded good below the ground. So I want to spend just a couple of minutes setting, if I might, a place to launch from for just a few minutes. And I want, to, I want to think for just a minute about a scripture that's found in 1 Corinthians and it's in the third chapter and you don't have to turn there. Uh, but I want you to hear, since we're talking about foundation, what is the foundation of the church? Paul said in 1 Corinthians, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. If we're founded on anything else and and other things that go on within the church are important to us. Now you pray, and I'm going to find my place here in just a little bit. The good singing that we heard, bless your heart, son, I'm telling you what's the truth. When you When you hear choir singing like this, it'll put you over on Gloryland Avenue for a while. When you hear good special singing like we've heard, when you hear a young man that's recently announced his calling to carry the oracles of God. How important and how wonderful and how glorious that is. It encourages me as an older preacher to know that God is still calling younger preachers because you know what that says to me? That says that the roundup is not final yet. It says to me that God is still in the saving business. God is still reaching to hearts and wanting to save people and wanting them, and and, and let me just pause here for just a second, and I don't want to get wrapped up in the COVID stuff, but I'm telling you, this is a warning sign to God's people that we need to wake up, and we need to get up, and we need to look up, because very, very soon, we're going up. And, and, and please understand tonight how important it is and how time is fleeting past and how we don't recognize sometimes what little short time we have left. If you're here tonight and it's not my place. I, uh, the Lord took me here a while back. I went through a spell of discouragement. I'm sure you never get discouraged. Uh, and I'm sure these other preachers never get discouraged. Uh, but discouragement is my middle name. Sometimes. Uh, And and I went through a spell and and it had me down and it showed in my preaching. It showed in everything I was doing. And I thought, God, what am I going to do? How am I going to uh, get out of this thing? And and he took me to a scripture and I kept worried about uh, somebody needs to come and get saved there's a couple of people in our church that I have preached to and preached to and preached to and it seems like uh, they just won't move and God took me to a scripture maybe to help you preachers uh, and and the scripture that he took me to was the words of Jesus and he said I will build my church Uh, and he said to this little preacher uh, he said it's not your job to build the church Uh, it's my job to build the church. It's your job to preach the gospel and the gospel is the power of God. It is the word of God and it is the joy of almighty God. But I'm here to tell you if you start looking at all of this that's going on in our world today, if you're here and you're lost, if I were you, I would find myself at an altar of prayer humbling my heart before the Lord because I'm telling you, he He's coming back and he's coming real soon. So here we are. Wisdom. What is wisdom? Or let me let me rephrase that. Who is wisdom? I believe wisdom is is God's people. I believe wisdom is the church and I believe what God is saying to us through this scripture. She have builded her house. Now if you build a house you've got to start with a foundation. You've got to have something strong to build it on. You've got to have something that will stand the storms of life and that my friend is the Lord Jesus as I've already read to us. He is the foundation. He is the only foundation. As good as singing is, as good as get-togethers are, as good as fellowship is, there's nothing like the gospel of the Lord Jesus to move in the heart of the church of the living God and help us to understand that Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is saying, Get ready. I'm coming whether you're ready or not. And so... She hewn her out. Seven pillars, it says. Do you know what hew out means? It means to dig down. It means to get firm in the foundation. It means that you need something that you can stand on. I'm telling you that when I watch television and I try to find all the preaching that I can and I don't know about you, but it troubles me what I see on there. Half of them fellas is begging for money and the other half are trying to take the Scripture and skew it to such an extent that if you don't send them some money, they make you feel guilty. And I'm here to tell you, I believe like old hell, as Hoskins used to. uh, If you shear the sheep close enough, they'll give. Uh, And I hardly ever preach about money. uh, And I don't intend to start now. But I'm telling you, by the grace of Almighty God, I want to preach tonight on the seven pillars of the church. The first pillar... I want us to think about tonight. It calls it a pillar. It calls it something that is set down, that strengthens the, uh, uh, the foundation, if you will. So I want to talk to you first of all about the pre-incarnate Christ. Uh, every one of these pillars uh, relates to Jesus. Uh, what does pre-incarnate? Uh, incarnate means to come in flesh. Uh, and so here's what we need to realize uh, and to understand uh, that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, that was not his beginning he has always been he is the Bible said in his own words he said I am the great I am I would have us to understand if we look back in time if we look back at the pre-incarnate Son of God in the Old Testament there's a phrase that you'll find and it's called the angel of the Lord when you come across that phrase phrase. It's talking about a physical appearance of Jesus before His birth in Bethlehem. That is, my friend, the pre-incarnate Son of God. Let me give you an example. When Moses had brought the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. Now, you stay with me for a while. We could be here a little while. I've not been here in a while. I'm going to catch up, if that'll be all right. So listen, when Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt, got them into the uh, the wilderness uh, and took them up to the uh, uh, the, uh, the the crossing of the Jordan River. And you know how the story goes. They don't want to get there too much. Uh, but the story goes, they decided uh, because of the, the giants that were in the land, uh, they were not going to go. Uh, and so they went back to camp. Uh, they changed their mind. Uh, they came back. Uh, and God said, you missed your opportunity. Uh, let me pause there for just a moment. Uh, If you're here tonight and the Holy Ghost of God speaks to your heart, don't miss that opportunity. You need to get a hold of Jesus and the only way to get a hold of Him is for Him to get a hold of you. And when the power of the Spirit of the living God speaks to your heart. I remember when I was a boy, I used to ask my mommy, how will I know when the Lord's speaking to me? And she had the best advice you could ever give somebody. She simply said, you'll know. And bless God, when He spoke to me that morning, I'm telling you, it was like a voice I had never heard before. I didn't hear it with these ears, but bless God, I heard it with the ears of my heart. And so, uh, uh, Moses uh, is trying to take the children of Israel uh, out of bondage, uh, takes them into the wilderness, uh, and 40 years later, uh, he brings them back to that same crossing uh, of of the the Jordan River, but this time, in order for them to cross over into the promised land. Let me pause for a minute and catch you up here. Let's say this is Egypt over here. I look at some of you folks back through here and you look like a bunch of Egyptians. So I'm going to use you if I can. I'm just trying to get you to think a little bit. So here they are in Egypt. They're in bondage. You and I, before we were saved, were in bondage. And so now, they, uh, they've come out of Egypt. They've gone into the wilderness. And they're trying to get to the promised land. That's where we're at. If you're saved, you've come out of Egypt. And you're in the prom- or the, the wilderness. But our promised land is awaiting us one day. And bless God, we'll make the crossing. And so, in order to take them, uh, God's uh, a way of taking them into the promised land, they had to have a change of leadership a change of leadership god took moses and as good a man as moses was he took him set him aside and He raised up Joshua. Now here's why I believe that transpired. If Moses would have taken them into the, into the promised land, I would stand here tonight and tell you, if you could live according to, to the Ten Commandments, if you could live to the law, you could get into heaven. But it doesn't work that way. So He made a change in leadership. And He got Joshua. Now Joshua's name in the Hebrew, in which the Old Testament is written, is translated into the Greek what the New Testament was written in and Joshua in the Hebrew is Jesus in the Greek. And so to get to your promised land it took a change. Now the law had its place but Jesus by faith and grace will get us to glory one day. So here, they come in to the promised land and as they come in they come into a place called Gilgal and then later they go Uh, Over to uh, uh, where they go, Jericho. You have a stroke and see what you do. So they're coming to Jericho, and Joshua sees a man standing, and he's got a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua says to him, Are you for us, or are you for our enemy? And oh, I like what he said. He said, I'm not for you. And I'm not for them. I've come to take over. I believe it was Jesus. And when He had the sword drawn in His hand, if you go into the New Testament, you'll find a Scripture that says, the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And so when to get into the Promised Land, it takes the Word of Almighty God and the power of the Holy Spirit and touching into lives. The pre-incarnate Christ, first pillar. Second pillar is the virgin birth. The virgin birth is so important. Do you remember when the angel came? We just celebrated Christmas. You probably heard a message somewhere along the line, perhaps right here, about the virgin birth. And so when the angel came to Mary, the angel says, you're going to conceive and you're going to bear a child. And that child shall be the Holy One of Almighty God. And she said, how could this possibly be? I've never been with a man. And the angel said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And therefore, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now, let me take us back for just a moment to the Garden of Eden. You remember when Adam and Eve fell? You remember when they sinned? And the Bible said over in Romans, the fifth chapter, it says, Wherefore, as by one man, speaking of Adam, a sin came into the world and death by sin, so that all uh, death had passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And so, in the uh, uh, third chapter of the book of Genesis, we recognize that sin has come into the world. And how did it get passed out? Uh, there's a lot of theological belief about how we got the sin of Adam, but just trust me, don't have time to develop that. Man- but trust me, because Adam sinned, we ever won sin. Is that right? That's scripture. Now, listen for just a second or two. Here we are, and, and and Adam has sinned. So, Mike, you became a sinner. You were, in essence, born with a predisposition to sin and one day the holy ghost woke you up and told you you needed a savior because you were a sinner now i'm not picking on mike i could say that about every single one of us in here every single one of us now i talked about the first pillar the pre-incarnate christ now i'm talking about the virgin birth why was jesus different because jesus was not born of a man If Joseph would have been his father, then then that would have caused Jesus to be just like me and you. He would have had a predisposition to sin, and, and, and he would be no different than you and I. But I'm here to tell you today, because the Holy Ghost was the Father, because the Holy Ghost came upon Mary, he was holy, he was sinless, and because of that, he is a pillar today, and your salvation hinges upon him being perfect. If He's not perfect, then His sacrifice has been absolutely nothing. If He's like any other man, I could die for you. But the problem is, if I die for you, I can't get back up. But bless God, when Jesus died, He got back up one day, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. So, pre-incarnate Christ virgin birth and then the sinless Jesus I just touched on that a minute I want to read your scripture and if you were a Bible student you could go back and read this but uh, in the 12th chapter of the book of Exodus let me catch my breath just a minute if I might in the 12th chapter of the book of Exodus you find the Passover we're all familiar with that I trust The Passover, but if you come down into uh, verse three, you'll find these words: "Speak ye unto the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, hold on to that thought. Tenth day of the month. Then, if you come down to verse six, it talks about the fourteenth day. And what he's really saying here in the scripture, he's saying for Israel: Remember, if they were to if they were to escape. Uh, through the Passover, they had to take a lamb of the first year without blemish and without spot and they were to kill that lamb and they were to take the blood and put it on the two side posts and the upper door post of their house and God said when I come through tonight to bring death to everyone when I see the blood I will pass over this house and aren't you glad that you one day applied the blood of Jesus to your heart? Aren't you glad that one day the Lord Jesus Christ became a reality in your life. But get this, on the 10th day, they brought the lamb in. And they didn't slay it until the 14th day. And the Bible uses the terminology keep it If you go back and read that in the original Hebrew language, it means examine that lamb. The reason that they didn't just bring it in, kill it immediately, they had to examine it. They had to look at it. They had to make sure it was the best they had to offer. They had to make sure it was as perfect as perfect could be. And so, in other words, they were to examine that. Let's examine Jesus for just a few minutes. Let's see Him as He walks on the shores of Galilee. Let's see him as John the Baptist is baptizing him in the River Jordan. And John sees him approaching. And John looks at him. And John says, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Let's see him as he feeds a multitude of at least 5,000. And maybe if each one of them had a wife and one child could have been as many as 15,000 or more. Let's examine Jesus for just a minute. I don't expect anybody in here that's lost without Christ to ever come to faith in the Lord without examining Jesus first. And how do you do that? Through the preached gospel that comes to your heart. And you ought to be thankful for the man of God that stands every Sunday and shares the precious Word of the living God with you. And so let's examine Examine him some more. He comes and he walks the shores of Galilee some more. He comes to where a gathering is, a man that has, he just somebody that has no sense, and he's in caves. And Jesus calls him out, and Jesus heals him, and he goes his way. Let's examine him as he's coming into Jerusalem. Let's examine him as he hangs on a cross. Let's examine him. Let's examine the entire life of the Lord Jesus Christ. But listen to me. The most important thing that you can hear about this point that I'm making is Pilate examined him one day. Pilate examined him. Now, Pilate Pilate didn't want to let Jesus be crucified because he realized That he was an innocent man. But Pilate, there in that place that day, the scripture said that Pilate examined Jesus. Are you really the Son of God? And Jesus said, Thou sayest. Are you really Him who's come? And Jesus said, Thou sayest. He examined His life. I would ask you tonight to examine the Lord Jesus. I would ask you, how do I examine Him? You examine Him through the Word. You find Him in the Scriptures. But most importantly, you examine Him in the life of somebody else who has Him in their life. Examine their lives. That's why it's important for you and I to live for Jesus that's why it's important for you and I to lift up the Lord because he said if I be lifted up I'll draw men unto me our job is to do the lifting his job is to do the drawing so if we lift he'll draw when you sang tonight you lifted Amen. when you prayed tonight you lifted When the preacher preaches, he's lifting every single thing that we do. And if you look at this life, examine him. Examine, keep him up. Take a look at him. Why do you suppose that all of these folks that are here tonight and all that are watching by way of live stream, why do you suppose they're spending time here or on live stream and not out to a honky-tonk somewhere because of what Jesus did in their lives. And if you and I can lift him up, somebody else will look at that and somebody else will be drawn to that. So the pre-incarnate Christ is a pillar. The virgin birth is a pillar. The sinless life is a pillar. But not only that, uh, the sinless life after we've examined him is a sacrificial death. Jesus died in your place and in my place. Am I telling you the truth? Is that true? Jesus died in my place instead of me. Instead of what I should have suffered. Jesus died. He was the sacrificial son of God. He died, that's another pillar that we have. But bless God, he did stay dead. Amen, what they planted in a borrowed tomb, and you just imagine that. I wish I'd have been there, Betty Ray, when they went to Joseph of Arimathea. Now listen closely. Hey Joseph, could we borrow your tomb? Well, how how, he must have said, "How stupid do you think I am? You don't borrow a tomb when you put a body in it. It's it's that person's tomb." But you know why they could have said, "Let us borrow your tomb," because had they really known what Jesus was going to do on the third and the appointed morning, he got up and somebody said they rolled the stone away for him to get out I don't believe that I believe they rolled the stone away for you and I to look on the inside like Peter and John did and realize that he's raised from the dead he told Martha and Mary I am the resurrection and the life he that believeth in me though he were dead yet shall he live and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die I've heard it said on many occasions that we're waiting for the resurrection day and we are but the resurrection is not just a time that's appointed it's a person and it's Jesus the Son of God so in that scripture you see the resurrection but then what do you see the resurrection another pillar but what else do we see after the resurrection forty days later Jesus assembles his, his children and he takes them out to the Mount of Olives. And do you know what he says to them? He says, I'm going back to the Father that sent me. But I'm going back that I might prepare a way for you. Now, a lot of people say when they read that scripture about him uh, preparing a place over in the 14th chapter of the book of John, I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I'll come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also and I've heard people say and you may believe this and it's okay I mean I don't have a I don't have a, the authority of God I'm just going on what I believe I don't believe he's going to heaven to make mansions <laughs> when he went to prepare a place and went to Calvary. When he went to Calvary, he did a job, folks, that nobody else could do. And so if you look at the ascension of Jesus, that's just another one of the pillars. I've talked about six pillars. Let me conclude with this one. uh, The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It would have done us no good had he only come one time. Amen. You say, well, now, preacher, he his coming one time saved us. That's true. But what did it save us for? It saved us for heaven. Yeah. And the scripture teaches that one of these days, there'll be a shout that comes from heaven. I had a man tell me not long ago, he said, you get too emotional. He said, I don't believe in shouting. I said, that's fine. If you don't want to shout, that's fine. Scoot over, let me have a round. But shouting with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, but it's all preceded by a shout. Who's gonna shout? Well, one of the shouts I believe will come from Jesus. Yeah. Now I don't know what he knows right now. While he was here on the earth, according to the scripture, he didn't know when when he would return. The Father had kept that from. Him. Maybe he knows now. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Uh, you can enlighten me a little bit later on if you're if you're satisfied on that. But when he comes the next time, I've heard people say he's coming to steal the church. You don't steal something that you purchased that it belongs to you. You know have to steal something uh, that you paid the price for. And so when he comes, if he's coming with a shout, bless God, there ought to be down in the in the depths of our soul ever once in a while. If God lives down there, if the Holy Spirit's down there, one scripture said he could not be hid. You know what that means? That means if he's down there, he'll bubble up every once in a while. And when he bubbles up, he'll come out with great power and great glory. And ever once. Now, do you have to shout to be saved? No. But if you don't want to, I pray God, give it to me because I'm joyous in the Lord for what He's going to do. And he's coming again one day. Now, I don't fall out with folks if they believe different than me. But I'll tell you what I believe. I believe when He comes, it's all over but the shouting. That's, that's sort of the way I believe. Now, there's some that take the second coming of Jesus and make it an A and a B. The A, they call that the rapture. And they say he's coming after his church. And then the B part of it later on, they call the revelation, they say he's coming with his church. I don't find that. Now, I won't fall out with you if you believe that. That's entirely up to you. But I'm here to tell you something today. When Jesus comes, it is all over but the shout. And when he comes, here's what he's going to find. He's going to find people sitting in pews just like you're sitting in. And he's going to find those people that'll run to the rocks and the mountains and cry, that they'll fall on them and hide them from the face of the Son of God because they're not ready to co with Jesus. If you're here today and you're not ready to go to heaven, how do I get ready, preacher? Do I have to go through some significant study? Do I have to go through some organization? Do I have to say certain words? I'm telling you, getting ready is as simple as simple can be. It's just Believing in our heart that we are lost and we need to be saved. And if you believe that, if you believe that with all of your heart, you can make it to heaven. Now, let me share this with you. just come to me. Let me see if I can get over there real fast. I want to read you something out of Matthew. And Over here in Matthew, I close with this. So if you'll get ready, I close with this. The Bible said, therefore, these are the words of Jesus. Now listen very closely to me. Therefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him um, a wise as a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Now listen very closely. And the rain descended, the winds blew, and beat upon that house and, and uh, it fell not because it was founded on a rock. That's your house and mine if we're saved. But listen to the next part. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house on the sand. Now, the only difference between these two men, one built on a rock and one built on sand. Now, listen to what happened here. The rain descended. Let me read verse 25 and 27 together. And the rain descended, verse 25. And the rain descended, verse 27. And the floods came, and the floods came. And the winds blew, and the winds blew. And beat upon that house, and beat upon that house. But the second house fell because it didn't have a foundation. With your heads bowed, with your pastor coming, and songs getting ready to be sung, could I ask you the most important question that anybody could ever ask you? What's your house founded on? Are you on a rock? Are you on Jesus? Or are you not? if you've come here tonight and you don't have Christ in your soul when he returns he'll have to say depart from me for I never knew you depart from me but preacher I'll I'll say to Jesus when he comes I went to Lima Church I was even there on Wednesday nights I even came during COVID I filled the pew I was in the youth group. I I did this and I did that. I, I took care of the church. I had a job in the church. I w- I was faithful as I could be. Jesus is not looking for your faithfulness to the church. He's looking for your faithfulness to him. Will you believe him? Will you trust him? Now, for those of you that don't know me, this is just my way. If you'll bow your heads, every head bowed, every eye closed. And I make you a promise I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and I'm going to look for a response from you and here's what I promise you I won't point you out if you make a response I won't tell your pastor I won't tell anybody I don't even tell my wife but I want to ask you the most pointed question that could ever be asked of you: are you ready for heaven are you ready for heaven because the shape that this world is in heaven's not too far away folks it really isn't so with your heads bowed and your heart bowed before God could I ask you a question I'm going to go to the to the right side my right your left every hip bowed every eye closed please I'm going to ask you if you're not ready to meet Jesus or you're not sure if you're ready to meet the Lord could I ask you this if you just lift your head, make eye contact with me, I'd be honored to pray for you and pray with you. Now, I won't come to you. won't put you on the spot. won't point you out. won't embarrass you for the world. But if you're here like that tonight and you look toward me, I'd be honored to pray for you while I'm giving this invitation. God bless you. God bless. To my left, your right, same proposition. Where are you with the Lord tonight? The most important question you'll ever get asked is where are you with Jesus? Anybody in this section that'll look my direction, put your head back down, and by that simple gesture say, pray for me. God bless you. Pray for me. You can lift your heads. I appreciate that. Terry, if you'll come, invitation is yours. If you'll say whatever God's put on your heart, I would encourage you I remember as a young boy, and preachers would end the service by saying, You need to come. You need to come. And I always wondered, that must have been something they learned from previous preachers or something. That's just something the preacher said. But I'm here to tell you today, friends, Jesus is coming. He's coming. He's coming real soon. And when he comes, he 's looking for faith he 's looking for those of us that have trusted him. the only way to get to heaven only way to get there is through Jesus Christ. I close with this several years ago had a heart attack couldn 't go to church was sitting at the house watching television. Oprah came on. I should have been my first clue to change the station, but I listened, and she had some She had some men that were supposed to be religious leaders on her television program. And she called them by name. I didn't didn't recognize one of them. But after each one of them gave their opinion about how to get to heaven, Oprah summed it up like this. She said, we're all going to the same place. We're just going to different ways not according to this Jesus said I am the way, the truth and the life no man, no woman no boy, no girl comes to the Father but by me if you want to go to heaven it's simply available to you tonight through faith and trust the shed blood
0: of Jesus just a moment appreciate the preaching appreciate the Lord moving in this service it was said a number of times God's convictions here if God's speaking to you it's your move you know you're the only one can move for you while we sing tonight while we pray if you're here and God's speaking to you and you I don't mean with an audible voice I just mean if you feel it down inside Like I need to do something I need to get saved I don't want to go to hell If that's running through your mind and heart Come to the altar and let's pray about it tonight While we sing Please come Obey the Lord the Lord if God's calling you need to come obey feel the Lord move real powerful as this year's getting ready to end up and we're getting ready to start a brand new year I appreciate everybody that's come I appreciate all our visitors I appreciate our sister churches and I, I've said it already and I want to say it again very emphatically I really appreciate Larry and Vicky coming and I appreciate Larry preaching for us tonight I'm glad to get to hear him again and uh, thank the Lord for these folks glad to have you here tonight And let's keep praying. We've uh, got services uh, Sunday. All of our churches is represented. I imagine we'll have service Sunday morning, maybe Sunday night. and God permitting, we will. And we're going to have a baptizing Sunday morning, God permitting. And uh, there's some folks that I've talked to that uh, uh, have told me and even promised me that they're going to try to be here Sunday that I've got a burden for. And so let's uh, let's pray for them. And uh, somebody else got something on your heart? You do follow the Lord. All right. Anything at all before we come to a close? Glad to have you here tonight and thank the Lord for this service. Okay, if nothing else, we'll ask those if there's anybody that is still seated. You can stand if you would. I'm going to ask Slate if he'll pray dismissal.